Welcome, listeners, to another episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake. I'm in charge of the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Western anime spinoff, Cowboy, Rocksteady, and Bebop, Jonathan Kwiatkowski. Um, <laughs> that's a lot to take in. I know, I know, I had to read from a script for that one. Um, Cold open much. <laughs> wow, uh, but I'm Dan Ryan. Yeah. Um, and you're a simple man. Yeah, I, I would I would say so. Just a simple designer, you mm. know, making a tailor shop for a cat. Yes, before we as we both did. But, I mean, we could talk to hour, four hours about designing a little condo for Raymond. I'm sure we'll get there, but mm-hmm. of course, anime was not a mistake. We had our Sinister Six episodes in the previous weeks. Now we're back to anime shigs and giggles. We are, we are. Um, until our holiday celebration in a couple weeks' time. Which will be a monumentous occasion. I've so. written the notes and my hand is already cramping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from this. Yeah, I mean, you. I mean, you've loosely chronicled your work cycle as you've as you've prepared those episodes. And Could set. a depressed person make this? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it sounds like you went to hell and back. You went to the center of your own mind and well, then uh, came out the other. I'm not <laughs> so going to say much, but I saw one Rankin Bass special which I had not seen for the longest time, and mm. oh boy, it was a trip. Yeah, yeah, I think it's yeah. That one is a lot to unpack. Yeah. So yeah, felt longer than Suspiria. Mm. <laughs> Um, but yes, uh, any anime, life, news, video game adjacent updates to share with our fans and friends? Um, well, I'll get to the smaller matters. I mean, I barely have anything. Uh, I got, I got a few items. I got a few items. Uh, for one thing, uh, starting today, they are streaming the 1,000th episode of One Piece. Yes, I saw on the Twitter. Uh, watched it shortly before I came here. Um, very cool. Mm. Obviously, a, a big deal that it's that it's come so far, and it's a sweet little episode. It, it, I mean, it, it it's not really advancing the plot too hard, but it it has a a redone version of "We Are" the original theme song, uh, redone with the uh, the new cast of characters mm-hmm. updated and such. Uh, you know, and then it has, you know, each character gets their own little vignette within the episode. You know, just showcasing how far they've come, integrating like the child artwork that Oda made for them, uh, and it was cool. Yeah, you know, it was it was a nice little. I mean, obviously that's a pretty significant milestone for any uh, series. I so. thought it was a movie at first. It was like, is, oh no, no, what's red then? One Piece film red. I don't know actually. Oh, you don't know the main? They announced a new film, Dan. Oh God. <laughs> How do I know this before you? I checked the the Twitter trends and mm. I only saw episode one thousand, and so no, I no, I saw One Piece film red. Oh god, yeah, there was a whole <laughs> marketing scheme about it. All right, I gotta look into that. Oh, I gotta. It seems I've it. reached the grand line before you, you you've did. even left port. You did, yeah. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. Um, so Dan will be looking forward to that. Yes, <laughs> really made Dan's day with that one. Yes. Um, I don't have much. Uh, Hulu. I'm watching a show mm-hmm. by the name of The Great. Which is like a uh, modernized retelling of Catherine the Great, mm-hmm. uh, starring Elle Fanning and Nicholas Holt and others, and it's a gem. It's like very anachronistic, uh, taking place in that time period, but they all say fucking shit and curse words. Yeah. I think it's funny and it's witty. I'm not doing it justice in its description, but it's a great show to watch. Yeah. Um, and I guess, what else did I see? Did I see a movie? I don't even remember what I did this week. It wasn't much, aside from writing notes on our Christmas special. <laughs> no, I mean, my week uh, was a blur, mm. thanks to the video game news that we will be discussing, uh, if you so, want me to... Uh, well, I mean, I have one minor thing, Dan. Forgive me, Dan, for I have sinned. Oh, yeah, go, um, go into it. I began watching this Cowboy Bebop live action. 
I did too. That was another piece of news that I had. <laughs> and um, I have to tell you, Dan, it's not good. It's not good. But I was wine drunk when watching the first two episodes, and I said, "Oh, this is better than expected." And then when the hangover went away, mm-hmm. and I like discarded the chip bags that were <laughs> put up around me, and you know, dashed the crumbs off my shoulders and chest, and I said, "The show isn't good." I was just distracted by a cute corgi. I, uh, if I may make a vote, mm. um, I say, uh, because my tangent today was going to focus on that, because uh. I think we can, we can open the can of worms that we always do in terms of adapting anime. We've got a good rant inside of us. Yeah, so I request that we move that to All the right. tangent space, okay. and then we'll, we'll cover it, because I was hoping we would. Yeah. We'll cover it, we'll cover it as best we can mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. Um, but my, uh, other major news was Pokemon, uh, Brilliant Diamond... Spit Polish Pearl came mm. out, and, uh... Is it lackluster? No, mm. it's not. Mm. I legitimately have enjoyed it. A- and, and I, and I, I know that, that <laughs> I am not a, an unbiased, uh, source to report on that. Mm. But I genuinely think you would like it, too. Mm. Um, it, it just feels like an old Pokemon game. It's, it's, it's just a, a... A recreation of Diamond and Pearl, but with the the experience share active, you can actually build a team of Sinnoh peeps that you want, and mm-hmm. you can go down into the... As long as it's one of the three available fire types. Well, technically, yeah, but you can... Right when you get access to the underground, you can go down there and catch pretty much fire types from all over. Hmm. Uh, including the ones... I mean, I think it's mainly the ones that were added to Platinum are down there. But that underground provides tons of little extra shit to do, Mm. and it's all scaled according to your badges. So they, they, okay, I'm not saying that they they listened, but they, like, the underground, the more badges you get, the the underground is put, like, ten levels ahead of you. So if you go down there, it can be a challenge to actually capture pokes and, and battle them. You know, so, you know, I'm not going to go so far as to say that any Pokemon game is ever challenging, but this feels more in line with what the games used to be in terms of challenge. Like, you're not always, like, like, I'm probably over-leveled right now because of the the underground shenanigans, but it, uh, you know, not by too much, and even then, the underground still keeps getting more challenging. So, it's a good little... Time waster. I mean, it is it is a paint by the numbers Diamond and Pearl remake down mm. to how everything is done. Everyone's teams, everyone's you know dialogue. Everything is it's like stasis locked mm. as that. So I mean, I see they kept in a few retro glitches. Yeah, I mm. guess so. Mm. I, I I haven't encountered those yet, but there's a way to get Shaman. <laughs> there is, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I I. Again, the the goober art style is something to get past, and I don't know. Mm. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rank it highly mm. in terms of Pokemon stuff. But if you wanna exp- like, if you never played the original Diamond and Pearl, it's literally like an optimized version of that. Like, mm. if you wanna, if you feel like exploring Sinnoh, then you can go and do it this way because I think it's you know it's like a one to one thing with all of the modern quality of life updates added mm-hmm. in. Um, 
I mean, it's uh, you it's know, cozy, and I've yeah, it's cozy, and I've sent you like like you know the and I the, haven't the, replied to a single one. The just... uh, you know <laughs> the the following Pokemon are are doofy and they clip through the scenery and they if you got a big boy walking behind you, it'll constantly pop in and out of the ball because the scenery can't like it can't get around any part of the scenery. Mm. Um... So it's interesting. Again, I touched on this last week, but it's like I'm I'm always curious as to what the design standpoint is. Like, can we expect this for remakes going forward? Like, if they don't want to, you know, redo the grid style that they had for the old games, are they just going to, like, mm. upscale... <sighs> you know, the look of them, and mm-hmm. then, you know, what does that bode for black and white? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, Masuda is, is very fond of black and white, so maybe that would get some special treatment, but I don't know. It, it could just be that, like, okay, we're transitioning to a new graphical style. We would have to change a lot about these regions to get them to, to look like modern-day ones, so we're gonna do this instead. Yeah. And then I don't who knows if that'll be that way going forward. Um, but no, I I would say it's an excellent uh, time killer. It's... It, I, I, that, that's just all happy I, you're happy, dude. That's all I can say. Yeah. It's it's just, you know, a very smooth version of You can Sinnoh. put stickers on your Pokeball. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's all Dan wants. It is, yeah. I mean, that's all I really... I'm trying to think if there's anything else I haven't, but but it's I don't know. Again, there's 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 plenty of nitpicks. I, again, I'm not going to rate this high. monstrously high, mm. but it, it is a sleek, quite literally smooth version <laughs> of Sinnoh. I was going to say there are no edges uh, in this. Um, you know, and there's like lots of aesthetic choices that I still am confused about, and again, things that we will never know because they're not going to give us insight into those things, but like, like the underground has a bunch of, you know, lava chambers Mm -hmm. where they, you know, you you go down there, you can catch fire types, but by all accounts, Stark Mountain is just a regular mountain because it was that way in Diamond and Pearl. So it's like they had the assets to make volcanoes, but they didn't use them, but they didn't use them, and it's, it's strange, curious... Uh, conundrums like that that you know make me make me question things. Mm. Um, but we'll see what happens. I'm still looking forward to Legends Arceus. Uh, you know, still going to play Brilliant Diamond to its fullest extent. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm saying if you if you got some cash to toss around and you want a <laughs> a um I don't know a again, round thing a, a, a rounded yeah. uh, diamond and pearl playthrough and try it. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. yeah. Again, and with the experience share, you can actually use the Sinnoh goobers that you <laughs> want to. But you can't turn it off, Dan. No, you can't, because uh, they didn't think of that, I guess. Um, <laughs> but uh, you can catch any Sinnoh goober you want and actually keep them on your team the whole time now. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, one of my boys, Carnivine, is next to useless, but thanks to that, he can just get experience as Infernape tanks through everything, but... It, uh, yeah. So, I, 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 you know, on our usual basis, I guess, uh, three pizza slices out of five. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who are you explaining to, me or the viewers? <laughs> or three donuts out of yeah. five. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
while you were speaking, I did glance down at my notes and, you know, I had the foresight and my boozy delusion to write down that I did see something else this week as okay. well that was anime adjacent. I watched uh, 2019's Ride Your Wave by the studio Science Saru and by the director uh, Masaki Yuasa, who's known for Adventure Time, Devilman Cryberry, Crybaby 2018, The Night is Short, Walk On Girl, all of which, like, were things that I enjoyed. And Studio Saru did a few of those uh, the mm-hmm. Star Wars visions. Oh, yeah. look at that. Yeah. Fortunate. But I, I, I liked it. I, I like all this guy's work. Um, he draws, like, the characters kind of, like, beanpole-ish. Mm-hmm. Like, if you know it, you see it. Um, and this was a beach love summer slash Christmas story where a young surfer girl sees her dead firefighter boyfriend and water whenever she sings a hot pop song. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a tale about acceptance and loss and moving forward. And I just thought it was, like, you know, a genuine cool holiday-ish watch that I popped on on HBO Max because it was there. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, cool. So, I mean, I might bring... I mean, I did like The Night is Short Walk On Girl more, but I mm-hmm. think The Night is Short Walk On Girl was a bit longer than this one, too. This yeah. is a comforting hour-and-a-half watch that's, like, typical anime fare. Mm-hmm. Beautiful animation. If you like waves and you like to surf, <laughs> yeah, this is the film for you. There's yeah. plenty of uh, finless porpoises there. There's <laughs> a few turtles Someone gets called a blue ring octopus because she's Sundere, and I'm like, well, if Dan could just call me that, then <laughs> the podcast was worth it. A blue ring octopus. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, yeah. I'm poisonous, Dan. Yes. But I'm very small. Yeah. Your beauty belies <laughs> the, uh, the toxins. <laughs> yes, within. Um, yeah, but I did write that down, so thank goodness I did. But mm. that's all my news. That's all I wrote, Dan. Okay, well, then I would say it's tangent time. Tangent I, time. I, you know, I figured that this would be another another good chance again to uh, to open that Wind Waker chest of oh of of, uh, of just bad nonsense that is adapting anime. Mm. Um, and of course, we gotta talk about Cowboy Bebop. Um, I myself watched the first two episodes. I'm on episode four or five. Okay, then yeah. you're you're slightly ahead of me. Yeah. Um, that means you haven't seen the best part of the show being the corgi. Uh, yeah. He's next episode. Um, Even then, though. Well, yeah, I saw the title was, like, uh, Dog Star... Whatever whatever the titles are. Um, Dog Star Swing. Yeah, but thoughts on the first two, Dan? Uh, (laughs) Not not good. Mm. For a variety of reasons. Mm. A a, a wide variety of reasons. Um... I tried to to think of these in such a way so I can streamline my thoughts. Ah. So I'll get to nitpicks, and then, I mean, I guess we can move on to meteor discussion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first nitpick, uh, Vicious, they, they did the thing that I still don't understand why they, you know, mm-hmm. plenty of characters' appearances have changed in, you know, across the board in adapting them from one media to the other, but they did the thing... Where they got a white-haired anime character, and they just do a bleach-blonde, like, 80s pop star wig, mm-hmm. uh, so that he looks a like... A go wig, Hanny. Yeah, so <laughs> that, that he looks like a high-ranking Lord of the Rings elf, yep. or the bad guy from Hellboy the Golden Army. Yep. And that's the only thing I can think of. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that, too. Oh, I like, can we just go back and forth with things we hate? Yeah, okay, your turn. Yeah. Um, like I said, you didn't get to this episode, but it's taking the internet by storm. There's this one character that's called up, and she kind of like has a seductive moment with the team. And she's like a fun, vampy old character. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you're a good actor, but 
I don't think you should have signed up for this because it's like it doesn't gel well. Like, I get what they're trying to go for. It's like we're in a comic booky aesthetic world. Yes. And we have to be over the top because that's the medium we're in. Yes. But... It like it doesn't feel like acting. It's very hard to describe, Dan. It doesn't feel like good acting. <laughs> no, my next nitpick mm. is about that. Um, Punch and Judy. Yes. Uh, the way that they're portrayed, I guess the, the name of the trope is bad, bad acting, mm -hmm. where I guess the two actors are directed to act bad, act yeah, poorly, badly mm -hmm. in universe. Mm -hmm. But they do a very bad job of that. Yeah. Like, I, I don't remember Punch and Judy being, like... Like, and I know it's just, you know, how modern media thing is done, but it just very, very felt like like a commercial parody that you and I would make mm -hmm. in high school. Like oh, it's... There's a commercial parody in episode three for the Walking Tina doll. And I was like, this is a robot chicken sketch. I um, saw that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I okay. saw because I started episode three. Right. I just, I right. switched over to Pokemon. Okay. <laughs> but then it, uh... Yeah, it's it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, act like a bad actor. Uh, hi, camera cut off. Awkward dialogue. Like that's not what. Oh, the bad dialogue acting. is not good either. Um, and I forget if like I haven't seen the original Cowboy Bebop in a while, but I remember that being a groundbreaking, you know, seminal moment for every anime fan. Yes. Um, I, I just. And I do appreciate, it feels kind of like those stage musicals that they do, the, the Tanaka stage musicals, yes. with like the sets and the costumes. I'm like, oh, these are all accurate. These are things I should love. Like, there is a budget here and someone clearly cares about the little details of the world. Yeah. But it feels cheap. No, it still. does. It does. <laughs> yeah. That, that I would say, is a, is a broader complaint. Yeah. And, uh, but no, it, does, it, feels, it feels cheap. It feels like the sets are very, very are, it, like, some, some of the incidental sets are very cheap and by the books, and then the budget will be blown up by the space shots, which yeah. are cool. They're all cool looking. Like, yeah. the, when it, like, it opens, like, the very first episode opens in what looks like a Florida casino. In space. And then it, the wall blows open, and it's, like, the whole space station. It's a roulette wheel. Um, yep. And I'm like, okay, cool. But then, you know, and then it goes in between that and... Like, they, they got generic movie vans driving around at the at the, the CW docks set yes. to, to film the final yeah. This is what the new Powerpuff thing. Girls would have been. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Um, we, which is a bullet dodged for now. But the bullet got redirected with this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, the cheapness is definitely there. Yeah. And uh, I'm also confused about who the target audience is. Because the humor's mm. childish, but there's, like, ample nudity in episode three. Yeah. There's, like, people doing the red spice melange, and they're all nude. They go to two titty bars. A lot of bloodshed, too. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, is this for people who grew up with the anime, or is this for a new audience? Because it doesn't... It doesn't feel like either. No. It doesn't, uh... And, I mean, I like John Cho. I do, too. But... <laughs> but... He, he He's a... He... I don't know. I don't know if this is a point that's been beaten to death or mm. if it's been over exaggerated. But he feels a little old sometimes. <laughs> like he, like he feels like, like I don't know. It's not. It's it, mm. it's just again. This is the whole thing where like the whole package. I mean, he's just, not Ben Platt old. 
I, no. <laughs> I, I 28 just, playing 14. And I find it, like, again, I'm going to watch the whole thing, because I find it I mean, charming so I, far. Mm. I love, I love, you know, Bebop itself, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll try it, I'll go the whole way with it, yeah. you know. But it's, the whole package is very, it is like, like, because there's a moment in the second episode where John Cho is like, it's cool. I'm going by Spike Spiegel these days. And it's yeah. like, it's like, it's like someone's dad, like, cosplaying, and they're like, I'm Spike Spiegel. Oh, you didn't uh, get to episode three, <laughs> iconic line. And this line made the internet cringe, because I saw it and I went, ooh. And then I looked online, and I was like, oh, I'm not the only one who noticed this. It's like, so you're saying this is blackmail. Well, you are black and male. Y- yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, who, who wrote this? Who got paid more than I'll ever see in my life to write this? And it, it's just, uh, I, I'm trying to think, like, th- that, the, the dialogue, the, mm. the, in the second episode, the cup of noodles product placement directly yes. center shot yes. so the label is visible. Yeah. I don't even remember what happened in episode two, and I just watched it yesterday. It was the, an adaptation of the teddy bear bomber. Oh, Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even yeah. that was, like, resolved. And, like, these don't need to be an hour long. No. That's another thing that it really drags. Because I was watching episode three and I said, this has to be over. And it was only halfway done. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and it's... Uh, I mean, again, I certain things I can't judge because I haven't sat down and watched the entire thing yet. But yeah. I, I get vibes. Oh, stay for after the credits if that hasn't been spoiled for you for episode ten. Yeah, no, I saw that. Today. Oh, I saw that, and I said, "Well, that ticks it. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. a bad." Yeah. What was the explanation for why she didn't? She wasn't included. Well, they said because I saw there was a clickbait article I that didn't I didn't read it. I didn't click that was like Ed's finally here. Here's why it took so long, and I'm like. Ugh. Did she? What? what, what? <laughs> you know, did a ghost steal? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I. But I didn't click it. I didn't. I didn't click. You the resisted bait, the so. urge. Yeah. <laughs> Good was, for you, Grandpa. Um, but you know. And then, uh, okay, but but things that I, I I can't necessarily rule on, but that Twitter seems to be consistent about is that they Joss Whedoned, uh Faye. Yes. They they turned her from what she was into, like, a quippy, mm-hmm. uh, like, you know, a Joss Whedon character. A modern Joss Whedon character. Yeah. Like, they, that's what they... I mean, so far to me, she's not well-written, so... Well, no, that Joss Whedon is not an indication of... No, I know, that's what I'm saying. I, I agree, <laughs> yeah. I... But that kind of... D- destroys a lot of her, mm-hmm. and I guess people are saying that they they give Julia a whole plot. That... Yeah, and it's really not good. It's about her wanting to get out of the abusive relationship with Vicious and not really doing anything so far. Yeah, but and people are saying that that like it ruins her mystique because yeah. she's supposed to be something that like Spike is. Yeah, is like, and she you know... also feels a lot more in control of her own choices. Yeah. Like, maybe, like, she's with Vicious for, like, keeping Spike protective. Like, you know. Yeah. Just trying to, like, make everyone back off from Spike. And that gives her some agency to work with. But here it's, it's like, she's a thing that Vicious owns. And yeah. I felt very not good about that. Yeah. So far. I don't know if they change it. Like I said, I'm only episode four or three or whatever. But, um, yeah, I'm not... 
I'm not liking it, and I'm sad that the wine that I drank before I watched it made me like it a little bit. It, uh, it's just, uh, it's just, it's all confusing, because mm. it seems like, and we've talked about this before, so I'm not going to beat it to death, I hope, but whenever they try to adapt an anime into live action, it's like a coin is flipped, and I guess this applies, to, it's mostly all anime, but it also applies to video games, mm-hmm. too. Like, there's this coin flip done that, like, we're going to strip it of all color and emotion. Yeah. And we're going to... We're going to do the Frank Miller approach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or two, we're going to do, like, an ironic... Like, like I don't know what it is with, with the studios that adapt these things. It's just, like... It's gotta if if it needs to be serious, it has to be grim dark. And if it if you want any of the original color intact, it has to be ironic Joss Whedon like yeah. anime, right? Yeah. But looks at the camera vomit, you know, like. Well, I think that's just you know, the way the world sees us. <laughs> well, I would say so, but like and deservedly. Shit. I mean, I mean, anime is much less niche than than. 28 years ago when we started this podcast mm-hmm. it you know it it, it 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 it's but it still feels like the ones being presented this stuff are like old studio executives yeah. who are like <laughs> from I, the 1920s <laughs> right this feels weird yeah have the characters also feel weird about it mm-hmm. the millennials like that they like it when people nod to the camera and yeah. go like Space. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't... I, I don't know. It just seems like like a consistent thing yeah. that... It's either you gotta strip it of everything, or you gotta do it like... You gotta do it as someone who really doesn't like anime. And it's... <laughs> and I, I get that here. Someone doesn't like anime in this room, right? Yeah. They're, and they're pulling the strings. They're... No. I... Oh, man. It just makes me upset because the original is like a classy drink that you would have, and then this is being served warm bleach. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's and it's just I I don't I guess it's just one of those things where if a property has enough time to sit, but I mean Cowboy Bebop was left untouched for a, like a decent amount of time here, and it never bothered anyone. Uh, but I guess Netflix got the ability to do this, and it's like, duh, mm. you know. So I I don't I don't know. It's just one of those, like, it, like again, it just feels like a very outdated, like, we're adapting weird material. But they're not even adapting weird material. Like, Cowboy Bebop acknowledges all of that shit within itself. Like, the, the whole, the whole Old West bounty hunter yeah. setup. Like, it, it plays that because it's been commodified that way in its own universse. Mm-hmm. Like, the characters are not, like, oh, we're in a, a quippy cyberpunk action-packed music bopping like it's not it's just like it's just an aspect of of the universe it's Mm not i don't know yeah i don't know again i'm gonna i'm gonna watch the whole thing and i'll report back but you're a stronger (laughs) man than i damn yeesh Yeesh indeed (laughs) so Um, with that you know so long space cowboy Yeah, goodbye, Space Space Cowboy. Cowboy. (laughs) (laughs) And let's get into the main agenda tonight being a momentous occasion on this podcast. Mm -hmm. We're bringing the end to another season of A Magical Girl Classique, being the first season of Sailor Moon. 
Um, instead of the mandated four episodes, the raccoons have given me the go-ahead to give an extra five. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Donated enough to get that expansion on, uh, so. <laughs> oh my gosh. And this one actually runs on my PS5 until the disk drive does a little shimmy shake, so... Mm-hmm. Oh, God, is that happening? Mm, It's happening to mine, Dan, and I don't want to speak it into existence, but I said, of course, someone above is getting their kicks. Uh, Well, my my Joy-Cons are drifting like uh, Uh, Fast and the Furious over here, so we We can't win. We gotta see what happens. That anime writer said, (laughs) (laughs) I'll get these boys good, but... Anyways, we're going to finish off the season one today before taking a little break with Sailor Moon. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to pick another long watch down the line. I've got a few tricks up the old sleeve before Mm -hmm. we get there. Um, But uh, to recap on what we left off on before recapping what we missed. Because as you could see on my notes, I have a huge paragraph of episodes that I had to skip. um, That I wanted to bring up because it's just that juicy. But last time we watched Sailor Moon, Sailor Venus appeared along with the past of both Usagi and Mamoru as Princess Serenity and Endymion. The Moon Kingdom's fight against evil, reincarnation, brainwashing, another passionate death in Zoocyte, the reveal of the Silver Crystal, and the brainwashing of Tuxedo Mask to fight on the side of evil. Mm -hmm. So that's where we left off. We've got a few episodes, but we know that Tuxedo Mask or Endymion is back as an evil mind-controlled person from the, the Negaverse, the Dark Kingdom. Yes. And uh, there were many plots that contained this in episodes we skipped because it felt mm. very cookie cutters. Like, oh, he's evil, but he still loves me. He's, yes. He's withholding his cane for some reason. He doesn't want to hurt me, so. Yes. But here's what we missed in Drawing Board Says. I'm going to actually say it at the beginning of the episode because we have a lot to talk about mm-hmm. when we get back. So with Usagi as Princess Serenity, expect a lot more mysterious princess seminar competitions to pop up in this world. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. like, every day on the street, it'll be like, oh, there's a new princess-themed bookstore that opened up here. (laughs) I wonder, oh, this book is called The Moon Princess and has a picture with me. Gee, I miss Tuxedo Mask. A lot of synchronicities pile up. Yeah. Yeah, um, Luckily, in the episode, first one that we missed, Countess Rose from England is offering nearby classes on princess demeanor. And she goes, there is a princess seminar that I only want the most cultured girls to attend. Like an Anne Hathaway finishing school. Yes, yeah. and uh, at this princess seminar, she teaches demeanor, frisbee, and manners. Mm-hmm. Frisbee is important because they say only Sailor Moon will be a- <laughs> akin to throw a frisbee in a skilled way because that's all she does with her moon tiara. Yeah, yeah. And that's what they train at the school. They're throwing frisbee back and forth. That's true, yeah. Um, this is all a ploy, of course, from Kunzite and the mother of pearl Venus de Milo monster, um, Shikokai. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I like that name. Find a girl who is a dunce, clumsy, but good at frisbee, and the princess will be ours. Queen Beryl asks for Sailor Moon's corpse and the silver crystal. Kind of harsh. It's the first time she drops that bomb on us, that she wants Sailor Moon dead. Artemis is revealed to be the moon contact in the arcade game the whole time. <laughs> okay. Communicating with Luna. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, you know, the mochi is pounded on the other side moon. Mm, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, that was Artemis, and it's like a comedic scene. It's like, that was you the whole time? He's like, yeah. Like, <laughs> Artemis is just a lazy fucker who sent Luna to do all the hard work. Um, but yeah. Um, only Ami and Makoto pass the princess exam, leaving Usagi, Rei, and Minako to take care of the monster. There's a moon princess skiing option, or episode that attracts the attention of both Usagi and Rei. The gang heads up to Yuchiro, um, oh my god, Yuchiro's, I can't ever pronounce his name, Yuichiro, uh, his loaded parents chalet and get skiing. So Mm -hmm. we get this bond between Rei and him 
that that's her new love interest. Okay. So as Ami had like that that psychic boy. Yes. <laughs> Ray has this loaded dunce who works at the shrine. <laughs> um, but it's nice that everyone gets that, and they will come up today. So the gang heads up there. However, this is just a ploy as the ski instructor is a snowman-themed Yoma Blizzard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ray and Yuichiro reveal some dazzling on-the-slope skills and a Lord of the Rings reference, which I don't remember what they said. I think it might have been something along of, like, the hobbits are coming, or it was very out of place. And I said, why is there a Lord of the Rings reference here? Hmm. Well, I, if you're ne- the next line is Ray takes the higher road, and I know... No, I don't think that's it. Okay. Yeah. Well. Uh, Ray takes the higher road and says that Usagi is okay to be with Mamoru after their dates, so she gives her permission to date Mamoru and like kind of like feel things for him. Uh, Ray kisses Yuichiro. Uh, next, the scouts head down to the neighborhood ice rink, which is just a ploy again by Nephrite. Not Nephrite. Whoever's the last one left. I don't remember who it is. And if you possessed Olympic gold Russian Yoma to find a girl with finesse... Princess Serenity possessed on the moon. So the moon had one major sport, Dan, and that mm-hmm. was, of course... Frisbee. I- and <laughs> ice skating. Ice skating, okay. <laughs> the two major sports. Fr- fr- okay, frisbee skating. Of the okay. moon kingdom, yeah. Um, but uh, Princess Serenity possessed on the moon kingdom. Ice skating was the most popular sport, you know. Uh, Makoto excels in beauty, grace, and strength and falls for the guy, yet again, even though he's evil. The scouts in Tuxedo Mask nearly get frozen into Zamboncicles <laughs> because there is a Zamboni ploy <laughs> that freezes. It's I, very strange, Dan. Yeah, it's not. It's not a. It's not a Zamboni Yoma, is it? No, it's a, okay. I w- no. These Yoma are just ice-themed Russian okay. Yoma. <laughs> yeah, um, but everything works out in the end. Next, Usagi's family gets to be in an episode for once. They go to a hot spring for a Lake Yokai holiday. And Demion is supposed to be brainwashed, but maybe he's not. Mamoru crashes the Tsukino family vacay. A yokai, Nagi, Yoma, sealed in the lake by two ancient lovers, appears and attacks the group. Tuxedo Mask gets called the Tacky Freak Show, and it's wonderful. Mm. Um, The other scouts uh, show up. They just show up this episode, so they're, like, not there, and then they're there for, like, the last two minutes. Like, oh, you took care of that? Good Mm -hmm. thing we showed up and we didn't do anything for this episode. (laughs) Um, Ray dispels this ancient yokai, allowing her to be turned into a jealous woman who then dips off to heaven. It's very strange, Dan. Like, it, they pull, like, oh, this was happening before. This is a different reincarnated moon lover thing. Well, yeah, it's probably based on some myth. Yeah. I think the, the Nagi thing is, is always, like, a lake serpent. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's probably... It's probably based on something. Yeah an old myth but it was just very out of place that they're like oh she's going to heaven now we cured her of her jealousy <laughs> it raises a lot of meta meta ethical questions about the sailor uni- moon universe <laughs> it really does um and then in like the finale for this little arc the seven great monsters so all the monsters we saw before boxing priest hair dryer lady <laughs> oh those goobers they all come back okay because uh their hosts are captured in order to try and revive them again ami and rio so ami and her you know, psychic boyfriend Ryu make an appearance. Ryu tries to warn Ami to protect Ray's grandfather, who is, as you remember, a host for one of the Seven Great Monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like the ninja one that was called Ninji or something. <laughs> yeah, he was the little, like, shift tree yeah. looking guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, thanks to his precognition, if the Seven Monsters are together, they will combine and kill the Sailor Guardians. Um, Makoto allows Amy and Ryu to flee. Um... On a one on, I put one on one versus Endymion. Oh, so like Sailor Jupiter is just like I'll fucking kick your ass. 
Mm-hmm. And she, like, has a one-on-one <laughs> fist fight with Tuxedo Mask. And it's kind of badass, because no one really gets that moment in this series. But she's like, I- I'm fucking done with this shit. I'm gonna punch you. Yeah. Um, but there's a sweet moment between Ami and Ryo. Ami is pissed and slashes the uh, smashes the Dark Crystal tracker thing, which frees the Rainbow Crystal holders. Mm-hmm. So, like, she sh- I was like, oh, Sailor Mercury gets to do something. Hooray. She, like, smashes this. I thought she had, like, a going dark arc, but I guess that's just in the live-action remake of this. Right. Where she turns into, like, evil Sailor Mercury because she's kind of, like, the the whipping boy for the group. Uh-huh. Because she's smart and underappreciated. Yeah. She goes, I, I can kind of do this myself. I'm smart. Makes sense, yeah. Um, but that wasn't here in this anime, so I must have misplaced my remembrance in that. But... Uh, Sailor Moon finally gets a moon-hailing escalation off on Endymion, and for a moment, Mamoru is back before being swept away into Queen Beryl's, uh, dark embrace. <laughs> um, and then she goes, I'm going to infuse the energy of the dark ruler, Metalia, within you, Endymion, <laughs> okay. to make sure this brainwashing sticks. Okay. And that's what you missed on Sailor Moon. Okay. Um, today, we have five episodes, the first being Sailor Venus's wacky backstory, Mm-hmm. which we're going to be talking about a lot. And then we get a four-part conclusion to the series that goes there emotionally for some reason. <laughs> okay, I, I am ready for it. I mean, this is obviously a, a good milestone for, yeah. for our, our humble little podcast here. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I again, I I have no foreknowledge of this going in, so... I, I don't know what'll happen to these Sailor Scouts. <laughs> Keep your mochi close to pound, Dan. <laughs> um, I could just say, like, as a child, I wasn't expecting this. But since we do have five more seasons of Sailor Moon to get to... Yes. Um, things may not be as dark as they seem, Dan. Okay, yeah. I'll just say that. But, you know, as a kid watching this, I was like, oh shit, they're really... Ending this thing, huh? Well, out of I, nowhere. I, 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 because of the figures, I know the outer senshi have to show up at uh, some point. Eventually. But, uh, eventually. Not for a very long time, <laughs> dear. Don't you mind them just yet. Okay. <laughs> they'll show up, and they'll show up when I say it's deemed for them to show up. But, uh, yeah, we'll see you after the break to uh, conclude Sailor Moon. And Dan will fight evil by moonlight. I'm trying to... Uh, uh, not a goodbye, to, space I to, cowboy. I was trying to think of a. Well, yeah, oh yeah, okay, yeah. We'll say goodbye, space desperado. <laughs> there we go. Dan Ryan, I don't know how to tell you this, but the next 15 minutes while I'm under anesthesia, you will be acting president of this podcast. Well, this is a rather historical moment. Uh, I, I wish that the, the, you know, the circumstances were a little bit better, uh, you know, and not involving a fart, but <laughs> <laughs> we can't decide what history uh, chooses to do with us. So. I know. We did a full 180 crazy from our intro portion of this episode, but I was fortunate enough to deliver the news to Dan Ryan that Joe Biden delivered a fart to the Duchess of Cornwall, and Dan Ryan didn't know. No, my, I was completely, you know, I because I've been so immersed in, you know, making houses for cartoon animals yeah. and then playing Pokemon, I, I didn't see the news. I, I don't know how I missed it. 
The uh, world could have co- fallen down around him and he would have known. Because it was a seismic event, apparently, but apparently it was it was such a a tremendous fart delivered by Joe Biden that uh, Duchess Camilla has been talking about it nonstop for weeks. Camilla of Cornwall, yes. Um, and if we do make references to that throughout this episode, we apologize. Yeah, that's why. Because it- the finale of Sailor Moon is powerful, wonderful, majestic. Yeah, and it helped us cope, but yeah. I was just, I was just, you know, to turn a phrase, blown away by that news, I had no idea, so. He gave it a toot and a boot. Uh, God. It, it, was a, it was a gas, but. Uh, anyway, what a gas, what a gas. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we watched the finale, five episodes of Sailor Moon, and Dan, what did you think while going into this little shindig? Um, I've probably said this a lot, but, uh... You know, clear parallels with how Super Sentai and Power Rangers always felt like. You know, like the the final block of episodes, even the ones before them, kind of tease that things are escalating to a certain point, and then shit hits the fan Mm -hmm. uh, horrendously at the end, and, you know, maybe our heroes will be better off, maybe, maybe not, who knows. Mm -hmm. But it, it, uh, no, it reminded me of that, like the, the showdown with the... The previously hidden villain, you know, the big, (laughs) you know, uh, in this case it's Metallia, but there's a, there's always a big tube villain that's been imprisoned somewhere. An eldritch, ghost, uh, fart cloud villain. There's always someone like that, and they always finally get to, to step out, Mm -hmm. so I... With their baby tonight, It's, it's classique in a lot of ways, so I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, but I did remember while watching this with you that how this was a seminal Jonathan... Like, everyone dies moment. Mm-hmm. This taught me more than Catholic school ever did. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, yeah. all the people that I've idolized, they're dead. Yeah. And life goes on. Hmm. Well, I mean, there are certainly, there's a, there's a lot of those holy shit moments yeah. that we And I'm sure we'll get there on kids. episode four, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I mean, I, I, I'm just happy anime taught me that. Imagine if the Pokemon series did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Butterfree, fucking dead. That would have killed me. Well, yeah, according to the edgy fan theory, but is Butterfree dead? No, well, oh, uh, the, no, the edgy thank God. no, the edgy fan theory was because someone mistranslated something. It was like, oh yeah, Butterfree mate and then die, but they, they wouldn't put that Jap- like Japanese or English. They're not going to put that in a dialogue of a kids show, so it's not you know. I mean, Butterfree's no, no. probably fine. It's All right. Better than, than the sailors at the yeah, moment, so. The moment, yes. <laughs> All right, so we've got five episodes to get through. Let's get through them. We've got episode 42, Sailor Venus's Pass, Minoko's tragic love. So the scouts gather at night in the arcade, searching for an entrance to the Dark Kingdom. Minako returns, also unsuccessful. She says, like, oh, it was sort of a bust. Well, I did my own thing. Yeah, Usagi checked all the bun houses, and then <laughs> uh, and then uh, Monaco uh, tried all the spas. <laughs> yeah. mm. I mean, they're a good match for each other. Yeah, like we could say that. Like they're a good friendship system. Yes, I, I like that she was an addition to the team. Suddenly, a close up on dark spots covering the sun. This happened eons ago when the Moon Kingdom was destroyed. So it's kind of like a forebearer for something sinister that's happening with mm-hmm. it. Kunzite and Queen Barrel plot to block out the sun and raise their great ruler, uh, Metalia. Kunzite has found a woman working for British Interpol that was close to Sailor V, potentially bringing down the Sailor Scouts from within. So mm-hmm. here's an interesting plot going on here. I said British Interpol, Dan likes Reader Die, Dan likes spy movies and such. Yeah. This is a bone to throw for Dan. Well, and it's just interesting with all the, the tropiness that 
like Sailor V and her her like that trio, mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me of like any given like eighties action show yeah. where it's like you have someone with sci-fi. there's a love triangle going on. Between yeah, them. Exa- yeah, exactly. But you have like someone with sci-fi powers, someone who's with the police, and then someone who's just like a regular dude, and then that's like the tr- the trio. Yeah, and it reminds me like it's like a it's a good superhero setup yeah. too, which fits with. her. I mean, would so. I be the money penny for your James Bond? Uh, undoubtedly. All right. Well, yeah. you know, I could do light business work <laughs> i could type a few phrases i yeah it's just uh you yeah, know every, wpm every time right. every time i walk in just you know uh i can think of another kind of silver crystal one that goes on a golden band on the ah! head and i'm like oh one of these days jonathan oh, one these days. last night in soho coming soon to the podcast we'll be watching that because that's the kind of dialogue we can see there yeah um, anyways, uh, Endymion is being further corrupted by the Dark Kingdom's successor. Artemis the cat informs Luna and a choking Usagi and Monaco. Yeah, she appeared. ate like a bean. Oh bone. yeah, that's right. She eats that thing and she almost fucking dies. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um, a woman named Katarina is called in a hotel Monaco and Sailor V chat. So, um, she goes to visit this woman Katarina, mm-hmm. uh, being Monaco, Sailor V uh sailor venus herself yeah she's like i have something to discuss discuss with you so we have this past to bring up yes which is interesting for this show it's kind of like oh this character's being thrown at the last moment yeah and 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 katarina you know establishes that she thought monaco and slash sailor v was dead yeah yeah um well katarina is clearly possessed by evil even though just by like judging by the look of her like she's been corrupted yes um looking into info on the Sailor Guardians, and we get backstory on some guy named Alan and a necklace worn by Katarina comes up. So, like, there's some seedy past for Sailor Venus Monaco here. Yes. To uh, bring up. Uh, like a big sister relationship, or an Uchi relationship, as we would call it in Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Uh, Monaco doesn't want to expose her friend to danger. Katarina is then turned into the Yoma Papillon. Yeah, Gunzai literally shows up and he's yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> like I've corrupted the British intel. Blah, you're a butterfly Yoma now. Yeah, yay. But did you know that the French word for butterfly is papillon? Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Culture, Dan. A famous movie called that. So. Oh, <laughs> you've seen a film that I haven't. Interesting. Yes. Minako hmm. uh, <laughs> recalls Alan after being attacked by the butterfly monster. It's a little translation I see. Uh, what Monaco and Sailor V is really Sailor Venus what? Uh, there's like a moment where, you know, they're all putting that together. Like, oh, Sailor V is Sailor Venus is Monaco. Yeah. Even though they all look the same. Uh, the butterfly attack proves to be too, too much for Sailor Venus as she identifies Papillon as Katarina. Usagi and the cats run onto the scene. Luna suggests they use a boat to escape. Yeah, steal like, a boat. Yeah, let's escape. fucking steal a boat. Come on. Uh, and, but Usagi says, I can't, you know, I can't ride a boat. I don't have the licensure. And Luna says, turn yourself into a sailor. <laughs> yeah. Which gave her the ability to, I Do guess. you think Sailor Moon is like an official title? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm asking for real, Dan. I, I don't know. Does no. that give her maritime law? No, it's a, she just gets a, she just does the Gulliver, Gulliver transformation and then she can make, you know, you can drive a boat. So. I mean, <laughs> if you can wear the clothes, then you could do the job. Ha- Quick, make me a corporate businesswoman. Well, is that usually what happens when she uses the makeup yeah, that's and exactly what she happens. gets the skills? She's like, make me a sexy bar attendant. Okay, and then yeah. she's like, oh, I can wait tables, I guess. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, I 
like it, but... It makes sense. It it's comes up for... so randomly in this first half of the series, and then it's never seen again. Yeah, they, they use it when they need to. <laughs> uh, I don't know. But Usagi and the cats run onto the scene, so um, the cats take down the Yoma... Yeah, they push her into the, the, the into ocean. the bay or whatever, and then like, w- meanwhile, uh, Sailor Venus is like, "Help me, I'm dying." Yeah, she's still in like the butterfly. They're slowly eating her. <laughs> yeah, but the group steals a boat, and there's lots of questions. There's no alias. One Katarina Papillon races after, so they're like putting together the story. Like, oh, she's been corrupted by the Dark Kingdom. Yes, we need to like defeat her. Um, and then Sailor Venus and Sailor Moon arrive on this boat, and Sailor Venus is like, here's my backstory presented to you, pastorally. Yeah, they, they go and hide, or they, they take their boat and hide on a deserted booze cruise ship that's, like, docked. Sitting in the middle of the harbor? Yeah, Why? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I can't really justify it, because it's completely abandoned. It must have been abandoned. a dinner theater thing. Like, oof, we're going... <laughs> Yeah, performing I, no exit on this ship. I don't know. I, I I don't know why it would be just sitting out there, but I don't know how boats work. So. <laughs> I don't. I can assure you, they don't work like that, Dan. But uh, Sailor Venus's backstory: Six months ago, Sailor Venus was in London, where she fell in love with an older boy named Alan. Uh, at a crime scene, Katarina, a police officer, was in hot pursuit when the perp turned into a yoma and was stopped by Sailor V holding a child at knife point. Yeah. And then at this point you said, the British tabloids might make a bigger scene out of this. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. some strumpet was running around the streets in a short skirt. <laughs> yeah, they take the yoma side, probably. It's, it's, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> there's there's no way the Daily Mail wouldn't. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> oh my god. The sun would have been like this. Hussy who's this, who's this harlot shooting yeah. laser beams? Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Anyways, Katarina and Minako become close friends after that situation is uh, resolved, like a big sister. Alan and Katarina kind of are into one another. It's a whole love triangle situation thing going on. It's mm-hmm. an unspoken romance. One day, someone chucks a grenade at Sailor V, but she survives. And I have to ask you, Dan, who do you think chucked this grenade? Uh, I would assume it's, like, just an Interpol criminal. No! This is what I assume. It was Alan the whole time. What? It was Alan! Alan was into Katarina and not Sailor V and wanted to fucking kill her. Oh my god. That's my fan theory. It's nowhere on the internet. It's nowhere in the Wikipedia. I guess they're dressed similarly. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's just a shadow of a man. But yeah. I think Alan knew that this was going on. It's like, I have to rid her of this. I have to be rid of her. That would be, that would be very interesting. Uh, I put down in my notes, but this was clearly Alan who comforts Katarina on the side, right? Like, yeah. he's like, oh, she's dead. We need to move on with our life. He gets over her real quick, Dan. Yeah, yeah, it seems like it. So I would believe that. Yeah. I could believe it, that would be an interesting plot I mean, to follow up on. Sailor Moon's got the the, <laughs> the topics to discuss the tea dispelled, then. Yeah. Uh, so I assume Monaco left, choosing to seem dead and return to Japan. Uh, Papillon then finds the girls who are not hiding at all, just conversating on this ship. <laughs> Oh, I did think of it though. They do seem to like, you know, animes seem to seem to like the the uh, the, the abandoned cruise because Digimon did that too. Yeah, there was that whole thing with the uh, Digimon coming Ka- at you in a few months. Kakatriamon or yeah, the, the stone yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, chicken guy. He, uh, he did that. Yeah, I remember that. 
Um, I'm in Japan. Papillon finds the girls who are not hiding at all. Amuntiara removes the necklace, which Sailor Venus sees is a photo of all three of the tragic lovers together. This is very Juri and Utena, mm-hmm. if you remember back to that. Like, I have a, a picture of my lovers, therefore it's real. Yeah. It's a... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just trying to speak out my ass here. Unlike Joe Biden. Oh. <laughs> oh, he talked long and he talked loud. Oh, heavens. <laughs> we gotta bring up the Joe Bidens. It's gonna happen. Anyway, Sailor Venus blames herself. Um, she says to save Katarina for me. He chose her. Usagi heals Katarina and Katarina forgives Monaco. Monaco is Salmi stirring at the photo of her and Adam. She lets it go and Alan go. Um, so, like, she's on the docks. I think Sailor Moon is, like, on a bench somewhere going, like, what is she talking about over there? And Monaco, like, lets the photo blow into the breeze. Yeah. Like, I've forgiven this, it's gone, whatever. This is her character. Yeah, as long as they're happy, I'm happy. Yeah. And I can move on. I like Monaco. I'm going to say it here. Like, she gets the short end of the stick here. Mm-hmm. She gets very little character development, just shoehorned in on the last episode mm-hmm. before the finale. But I like her. Yeah. Oh, I, definitely. Yeah. Um, so, who threw that grenade, Dan? Now you know. I, oh, I could I could believe that. That is that is a... That's a Jonathan fan theory right there. Yeah, that would that would be interesting tea to, to follow up on eventually. I don't I, think it ever gets touched yeah. upon again. I don't think we ever see these. We don't go back to London at any... London Town, no. Okay. I don't think so. Anyways, episode 43, Usagi abandoned the falling out of the Sailor Guardians, Dan? It's not what it seems. <laughs> I should have cut this episode in retrospect. It, it was fun. <laughs> it had a ninja... Well, it it did have a ninja, but it also had them taking advantage of, like, the usual tropes and stuff to, like, you know, we're gonna fool the the goobers before they can do something I, to us. I, I, I guess that's why I put it in, because it's like, if you all ever turned against me, <laughs> yeah. that's how I would feel. Like, yeah. it was acting, see? <laughs> I guess. Or if it's like, if, like, Sailor Moon and Sailor Mars are very switchable between us two. Yes. We're both each other in each other's lives. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, anyways, the scouts are seemingly attacking Sailor Moon. Goodbye, stupid girl, <laughs> say the Sailor Scouts. And uh, what uh, Miss oh my God, Mars fricassees them. <laughs> she sets them all on fire. Oh, yeah. No, they, we, we open on like a scene where... Like the, in the middle of a field where they're attacking each other. Yeah, they're seemingly fighting each other. And then like um, Sailor Mars like shoots fire at their feet but mm-hmm. we the audience see that she's like oops i might have overdone it with mm-hmm. that so like something's going on here but we can't we can't tell what it is yeah. yet um in the negaverse in the dark kingdom queen beryl's orb experiences many strange bursts of energy i've detected a fart so strong dan yeah that was that was camilla reacting i mean this whole episode was this is where dan heard yeah. the news it was the british media it yeah went down. it was the tabloids yeah uh kunzite calls upon the ninja yoma oh my god Odiban Wan Bandana. Yeah. Odiban Wandana. <laughs> I can't say it! Odiwan Bandana. There we go. Uh, the best Yoma name in the entire series. Yes. Yeah. Who is ninja-themed. And she says Bon Bon a lot. I said Dana like a ninja, so yeah. I better keep this in. Um, to examine the energy readings are from the Sailor Guardians fighting one another due to Sailor Moon having a falling out. This could be a trap, but Odiwan Bandana robs Molly's jewelry store that night. And I have to say, Dan, wouldn't Molly put together that she's been affected by Sailor Moon far too much in her life and moved to a different place? 
Well, it would be a strange coincidence, and, and, you know, Sailor Moon just shows up there, also. Yeah. Seemingly to also- she was also going to steal jewelry. She says, I'm here to steal, <laughs> and take names later. Sailor Moon takes charge, but the other scouts arrive and tell Sailor Moon she should butt out. Uh, Odibo- <laughs> I can't say this name, Dan, you're gonna have to help me out. Odiwan Bandana. Bandana. Oh. There we go. Transform- think of think of Obi Wan Kenobi, but say bandana. <laughs> um, I don't like a Star Wars okay. film. I'm sorry, even though that Harry Potter reunion's coming up, and we're gonna have to watch that, aren't we? Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god! But Obi Wan Bandana transforms into a news photographer to get these pics and the info on the Sailor Scouts breakup. Yeah, she's like, oh, is this, is this the end of the Sailor Scouts? Mm-hmm. Are you having a falling out? Uh, I but... mean, it's a very quick transition. Yeah, and well, and she even she even says like, oh, I'm with the uh, you know the such and such mm-hmm. magazine, and then uh, Usagi's like that rag, like yeah. you spread news about celebrities, rumors and hearsay. Yeah, <laughs> Jonathan didn't like to eat shit. <laughs> that was James Corden. Hmm. <laughs> It's true, audience. Not me, but James Corden. Uh, the uh, luckiest man in showbiz. Uh, he's going to be in the Wicked movie, I know. It. Oh, he's going, oh yeah, he's going to be. And you know who's movie. producing that Wicked movie? Who? My arch nemesis, Mark Platt, father of Ben Platt. Yeah. So Ben Platt's going to play Fierro. Yeah. And well, I'll cry. He's I'll a role given. Even though Cynthia Ivero and Ariana Grande, who we know from Nickelodeon Studios, will yeah. be fine. I mean, if we've been building to anything, it's been Oh, that. I'll bring that for a so watch on the podcast. It's so. like, you know. Well, yeah, in terms of the podcast, but also just in terms of these musical adaptations. Have like you ever we... seen Wicked, Dan? I love Wicked. I've never oh I've never gone God. to see it. I've never gone to see it, but I've watched the whole way through. Well, I know the... your next birthday present. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned to Return to the Land of Oz, Dan. No, I, if I want to drop that trivia fact, I, again, I've never... You've listened to the cast recording. Yeah, and I've, I've again, watched it the whole way through. The like, bootleg I, on I... YouTube, yes. Yeah, whatever, whatever the rips are. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, but yeah, no. So it, it's uh, I'd be interested to see. But I, if anything was going to build to James Corden, you know, yeah, he'll probably be the wizard. Even though Joel Gray, as we know from Tick Tick Boom from Lin Manuel Miranda this week, is still kicking, he made a cameo, mm-hmm. and he played the original wizard on Broadway. Uh, but, <laughs> but <laughs> listen, I know and you know, but I don't want James Corden there. Anyways, Odiwan Bandana transforms into a news photographer to get the pics and the info. Sailor Moon assures that there's nothing wrong. Everybody's acting weird as Luna and Artemis watch from beyond. Molly updates Usagi the next day, and Sailor Moon or Usagi assures the others that they're definitely not fighting. That's not what's going on. It's just a publicity stunt. Uh, The same reporter, Yoma, Nana Ashima, hounds Usagi for info on Sailor Moon, still being monitored by the cats. The inner senshi spar in the woods. I like that uh, Sailor Mercury goes, what's the square root of two? <laughs> and hits her with a My foot in your ass, yeah. <laughs> uh, all of Soggy's idea in the first place to make it appear that the gang is fighting. It has to look real, so it means uh, that Sailor Moon um, can score an invite to the Dark Kingdom. Only took them for 43 episodes to clue into the Monster of the Week pattern. Usagi hands a letter... Um, quitting the Guardians for a meeting to Nana. So she goes like, Nana, I have this letter. These bitches are done with me. Yeah. I'm quitting. I want to join the dark side. Leaks to the media, yeah. Yeah. Um, evil smirk. Odewan Madonna uh, updates Kunzite, and Sailor Moon waits alone at the neighborhood town clock. 
Yeah, which has which is labeled with something Bana yeah. or Bana, so it's like did, did Ninja Yoma chose that on purpose, probably because she likes guess, it. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, if you are sure, here's Kunsite. Join us, and you could see Endymion. There's like this whole thing that they're talking out. It's a uh, you know, um, um, I don't know. Uh, like a bargain to, yeah, to, to uh, you know, Sailor Moon to... wants to get to the Dark Kingdom and, yeah. you know, Kunzat's like, okay, you, yeah. if you agree to join us, and it's like, I'll agree to join you if you take me there first. And yeah. then, but unfortunately, uh, Odiwan Bandana, like, looks over her shoulder and the other well, sailors Well, she hears are... the Sailor Scouts talking like, she's gonna take the deal. <laughs> yeah, they're they're in a bush, like, yeah. five feet away, so... <laughs> All of them. Yeah. <laughs> But I do like that Sailor Mars is the one that's like, no, she's not going to take it. We got to wait. Yeah. Because it's the Dan Ryan, Jonathan Kwiatkowski scenario of like... Let him act. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to let him act. We're going to see how long he lasts here. Um, and then that eventually holds up. But uh, Kunzite realizes this is all a ploy. This is all a ploy to strangle Sailor Moon with a ribbon that mm-hmm. she does the Punjab lasso and holds her hand up to her neck to avoid being strangled completely. But she goes, Mars... Uh, quoting Camilla Harris, do not come. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> A deep joke for the podcast, but we're there. And uh, unfortunately, Mars is the one that's like, we have to act. Our friend's going to die. It's that Sundare crunchy center. Yeah. Yeah. As Well, as that, that'll be important in a little bit. Too, yeah. So. Um, so they all reveal themselves. Uh, uh, next time you want to try a trick, practice your acting is... <laughs> A thing said by Kunzite. Like, yes, this wasn't a very good plan in the long run of things. But uh, Mars tosses the moon, <laughs> tosses moon, the silver crystal, and Odi Ban Wan Bandana clones herself. And then she's easily burned and healed. Shadow clones, yeah. Yeah. But she's easily defeated. Yeah, the plan is flubbed, but friendship is forever. <laughs> and the episode just ends there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But it still makes sense. I Again, this feels like one of those, okay... The sailors have recognized the pattern, you know, it's not going to work I on mean, it only forever, took so. them 43 episodes. Yes, then. but, you know, how, how long did the Code Lyoko gang go oh without my. recognizing Now it? that's a deep cut. That's a, that's a double-jointed every episode no-skip we have to do. Yeah, it, it's... At some point in our lives. That'll be our 30, our dirty 30. Oh, we'll go God. to Code Lyoko. Xan... <laughs> Because I watched every episode of that show for no reason. Here we go. I didn't even yeah. acknowledge the repeated animation going on. Yeah. Uh, he, he, Biden's about to fart. Reset the timeline. Like, do do You know what? What did what did he? What did Jeremy say when when they oh my did God. that? Ilita, stop the fart. Go back to the past now, dude. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, we're gonna get there, Dad. I'm glad it came up in Sailor Moon finale, <laughs> episode 44, Usagi's <laughs> Awakening, a message from the distant past. So this is the backstory <laughs> episode, Dad. In case you didn't know, Luna skids onto the scene. Literally, she's like drifting, yeah, heavy drifting. Uh, urgently waking Usagi from a dream about Tuxedo Mask. Sailor Venus and Artemis finally found an entrance to the Dark Kingdom. The scouts find a cave entrance and a dumpling restaurant. 
Yeah, and you said that there was no because they there's no hearsay. That, they just uh, found uh, it okay, in a dumpling yeah. restaurant. <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you because I, I I just assumed that like a Yoma had spilled like oh I gotta get back to the dumpling shop or <laughs> I, I don't know but they no don't. one ever says that Dan okay. But they dive on in, no questions there. The cats kind of do their own thing throughout this episode. They're their own plot. They're the B-plot in this episode. Yeah. Um, Coonside arrives, asking for the silver crystals to spare Sailor Moon and the rest lives, before sending them all to the multidimensional chaos world. Yeah, and it could be be an ancient land with dinosaurs, or it could be Europe in the middle of World War II. One of the... (laughs) One of them. (laughs) And I love how Sailor Moon goes, what a horrible world to exist in. Like, whatever. Those are the options. Both worlds suck, according to Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon drops her moonstick while warping, and it bats away Kunzite's head. This is my favorite moment of all the episodes we watched. It turns a full 180 and just goes, bop. Yeah, it does a full 360 and walks out of the room. Yes. Uh, Drifting through space and time, the scouts scream, but the moonstick has guided them to some dilapidated Greco-Roman... Moon ruins, which Dan said this is an, uh, a set. It looks like a, sa- like a Saint Seiya set, but yeah. yeah. Um, this is Silver Millennium, the Moon Kingdom. A vision incarnation of the Moon Goddess, the Lean appears to give Sailor Moon some background knowledge of what had happened to the Moon Kingdom, uh, slash the Moon Dynasty, which is very Russian and probably wouldn't have lasted long anyway. Yeah, It seems not. very, like, oligarchical. Yeah. And rich and white. And bougie, so yeah. Hmm. And based just on the moon and yeah. skating, and I, I don't know. <laughs> skating and frisbee, yes. <laughs> yeah, any any political system based around a magic crystal is probably not going to, you know. Yeah. It's but kind we've, of we've of... learned that lesson far too many times. Yes. <laughs> uh, kind of out of nowhere, but sure. I'm Queen Serenity. I'm also your mom, so accept that fact. Yes. Like, and Sailor Moon's like, fine, I guess you are my mom. Uh, kind of a lot to deck in. In the manga, this is a, a drawing board Kuhn says segment. In the manga, Queen Serenity said the people of Earth know her as Selene, the moon goddess. But in the anime, Queen Serenity refers to herself as the incarnation of Selene. Okay. I I don't know what that means. Maybe, but I, maybe I, same I dubbed diff. it worthy. Like same diff. Like in, in one case, she is that. But then the other one, she's just like a form that yeah. Selene takes. So, cue Back to the Future music. The Moon's Race's sole job was to watch over the Earth and protect the Silver Crystal, both of which they did not do a good Uh, job at. I'm just saying there. Um, Sailor Moon recalls when she was a Moon Princess, Prince Endymion and Princess Serenity. Endymion's people on the Earth have been brainwashed by a woman named Beryl, who in turn is possessed by a being of evil energy, Metallia. Um, and they've convinced humankind if they want to live, they must conquer the moon. Yeah, I could I could see that happening. This yeah. is the way. Uh, the cats are still running around in the cave system and tumble into the Arctic tundra where our final battle will take place. Yes. Uh, in the past, a, a moon ball. <laughs> All in caps, moon ball. <laughs> Dan, you've never taken me to the moon ball. God, the moon ball. Uh. Oh, moon, bo- moon Boy was what I was thinking. If Grant were moon here, he ball. could, yeah. <laughs> Osney kept it black and Moonball. <laughs> uh, Serenity and Endymion dance the origin of Tuxedo Mask because, guess what, Dan? He shows up with a tuxedo at this dance. Okay, yeah. And a mask. <laughs> so no one knows who he is. Uh, disguised to avoid an inevitable war between Earth and the Moon, Metalia is evil and Beryl is fueled by the power to conquer all. Eliminate Metalia. The big L word. So, I don't know why I put that down. Are they lesbians? 
No, love, I think. You oh, meant. love. Yeah, the other big L word, I think, is because yeah. you said that Beryl loved... Yes, uh, and Demian. Yeah. So, like, that's her whole crux for surviving this. Or, yeah. Like, I loved you, now I'm gonna destroy you. Yeah, you could have been king over, you know... Yeah. She, Both the, Earth the, and Moon. She, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the, it's the Palpatine... A child of two worlds. <laughs> it's the Palpatine plan, so... Uh. Uh, past Luna and Artemis warn the people of the moon and the OG Sailor Scouts to put up a defense. I love how the cats are ahead of everyone on this news. Yeah. Um, bu- 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 but get wiped out by the onslaught of Beryl's magics. <laughs> Queen <laughs> Beryl and the four kings of heaven who get a, a shout out here reve- revel in the destruction of the silver, silver millennia moon kingdom and the creation of their own dark kingdom. I put down at the end of the commercial break, why is movement three of Antonio Vivaldi's Concerto Number no. 2 in G minor, Summer of the Four Seasons, playing here, Dan? It, it, it does take you off guard, but I guess it was this is a significant thing they're showing, so they're going to throw in some significant music, I guess. I, I suppose. Uh, Princess Sarandi is attacked by Beryl, but Endymion throws a rose stopping her. And then they put down, is that Marth? Did they steal the design for Marth? Well, according to the timeline that you laid out, maybe. Don't so. blame me for this. I'm drunk. <laughs> so, I, I... I would assume they're similar. We can at least acknowledge that. Oh, no. Well, yeah, Fire Emblem was 1990, and I don't know when this would have... I would assume 80. Maybe it, it was 90s? Maybe late ni- early I, 90s? I, I mean, he's definitely Marth-ish, whether yeah. a chicken or the egg thing here, but he's definitely... he's He's that got that exact vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Metalia's energy has consumed Beryl, and Dimion is whisked away by a dark wind, and Serenity leaps <laughs> after him. On the balcony. Yes. <laughs> Take me, Dan! Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, they're getting, they're getting sucked up, they're getting hoovered up into the, uh, the yeah. sky, and that's when Moon Queen Selene- oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I, I put it down, Moon Queen Selene! Uh, and the cats, you know, uh, you know, Moon Queen Selene is like, you know, I'm gonna stop this, and she uses, uh, moon he- healing escalation. Yeah. To, uh... 1.0. Un- unleashes a-, a wave of goodness that evaporates the baddies, reincarnates all of the Sailor Scouts, and all of the other moon citizens, pretty much, I think. Well, we don't see, but we hear. Yeah. Yeah, because there's assume. a lot. There's a lot of bubbles. I mean, watch this in the tale of Princess Kaguya back to back. Yeah, you get a lot of moon lore. Certainly, yeah. yeah. And there, but there, yeah. But I, I, I would assume that there's there's like other people in the background in those bubbles. So mm-hmm. they're sent to Earth. The the whole thing that we saw with the the rainbow crystal getting released happens. Um, but Moon Queen Selene uses up her her energy and she dies in a Christ-like pose, which yes. Dan likes for me to point out. Yeah. Yeah, did you notice how she died on those pillars that were like a crucifix? Yeah, it was cinematique. Yeah. But uh, Moon Queen Selene might have predated Jesus, so I don't know. (laughs) Another question that I wrote down in my notes, did Dan theorize that this predated Jesus? But uh, we don't know. No? We just don't know. (laughs) We can only assume. Uh, In the Arctic, Artemis is wiped. Luna encourages him not to die in Trekon. Like, he's like, but take care of yourself, Luna. Oh, but also we can't forget the cats are put in capsules. Oh, yes, they are! Everyone else is reincarnated with the magic bubbles, but the cats are put in, like, Metroid containers, yeah. and then presumably put in stasis, cryostasis, until, yeah. until Sailor Moon reincarnates. Till so. we watch Alien on this podcast, and yeah. <laughs> revisit that series with Prometheus, where you could have run in a diagonal and been safe. Yeah, God. Prometheus, Prometheus is good, it's just that moment. 
no, I'll I, say it. Oh, I've I've seen Prometheus play. I I enjoy it. I I sincerely do. But it's got a lot of it's got some it's got issues. Moments. But come on, that self um uh, not abortion pregnancy. What's the word? Delivery scene. Oh, it's, it's good. Got, it's got good body horror. Yeah. It's just got. It's got. It's got. Maybe it's got things that I've mentally like mocked yeah, for a little bit. Not the but... smartest characters, but yeah, it's a good premise going on there. So here they find a smoking crater. Joe Biden's asshole. The cats. That is uh, the real entrance to the Dark Kingdom's hideout. Coonside informs the felines that they are too late. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid cats are too late. Uh, Queen goddess Serenity Selene lays dying on a series of pillars shaped like a cross. She suggests that the silver crystal can bring peace to the world with a being possessing a good heart and utter destructive force if used by one with a bad heart. So she says, I hope whoever's reincarnated is good. Oh yeah, my mistake. I already said this yeah. part. Oh, well, yeah. the two cats are are sealed away in their <laughs> capsules. See, that's why you gotta go by my note stand. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I know what I'm talking about when I'm sober-ish. I'm sorry. Uh, the Moonstick reincarnated Princess Serenity and awakened their innocence if Metalia ever rises again. The cats are beamed down to Earth uh, to be reincarnated in peace and happiness as sh- uh, Queen Bean Selene dies. Yeah. Uh, so that's how it happened, and that's how the Moon Spirit <laughs> brought it back. I'm uh, just trying to lay the, the track work for our holiday special. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. So much how it happened, man. The cats are put into cryosleep and the scouts are whisked back to the Arctic adjacent tunnel. It was all a vision, but everybody is caught up now. Kunzite almost murders Artemis and Luna, but the scouts have all their memories returned to them. Presumptuous dress-up dolls? I put that down. I think that might be in the English dub. Like, Kunzite goes, you presumptuous dress-up dolls. You stand no a ghost of a chance against me. Well, that would make sense with the next line that I'll yeah. let you deliver, but... Uh, Kunzite slice, slices Sailor Moon and the gals. Let's go, girls. Um, as they form a, the four innocenti combine their powers to protect Sailor Moon through a moon shield. If you brought the finest hot couture outfits, I would never forgive this, says Sailor Moon. Yeah, for slicing young that people's mean? outfits. Just... I, I, well, if you no. bought us the finest outfits, I even even if you us? bought us the finest dresses, we would not forgive this for what you because he threw their his boomerangs. Mm. At... Yeah, his psychic boomerangs. <laughs> we forgot about those. Sailor Moon unleashes a mega moon healing escalation. You'll never make me yell out refresh. But he did technically yell never! out the word refresh. <laughs> he throws a dagger, only good to get a boomerang back at him. It's kind of a quickie death for Kunzite, but he calls out to Zoicite before he goes. So, yeah. They loved each other. His they pal. were roommates. His pal, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the inner sailor guardians killed Kunzite with their sailor planet attack technique. In the manga, after Kunzite's death, a gem came out of his body. It returned to Queen Barrow. I don't know if that's important, but I had to write that down. Okay. Well, maybe. Yeah. I mean, if that's how these these guys work, yeah. Maybe that's indicative of something. But uh, Luna and Artemis say there isn't much time left till the sunspots cover the sun and close off the entrance to the Dark Kingdom. Sure. Anyways, the scouts g- gather and are galvanized and ready to kick some ass. And then, Dan, we get into the traumatic two episodes. Yeah, understandably. I, you know, I wasn't sure what you meant by how far this was going to go. And I but... tried to, like, shield Dan from the truth. He went to the bathroom. I skipped, like, 
the the like hi i'm sailor moon and my friends are gonna die this episode moment. yeah you know we, we coped with fart jokes and everything yeah. so we but, but it we, was it was definitely heavy so we arrive at episode 45 death of the sailor guardians the tragic final battle yeah, that doesn't that doesn't you know the odds aren't good with that title the odds so. are not in our favor uh the title doesn't sound good i put down on earth the dark spots on the sun continue to spread with ample natural disasters worldwide Artemis and Luna walk around bandaged, almost out of time. Uh, Usagi has made a dinner for her family, and it looks disgusting. It turns out it's far too spicy for yeah. them. It's a sweet scene. Like, she starts crying. Yeah. You know, so. And the girls meet at the shrine. Ray, did you give Yuichiro a kiss before you left? There's a whole somber atmosphere here. Uh, everyone's stopping it. Uh, well, I think Ray goes to Sailor Moon and says, like, stop thinking what if and what we're going to do. Yeah. It's, like, very heavy. Yeah. This is an extremely heavy episode. It's Madoka. Plus? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Madoka got their inspiration from here. But all we'll love once this is over. The scouts transform at the beginning of the episode. And two seconds in, so shit is going to go down. Ray and Luna stay behind. No, sorry. Uh, not Ray and Luna. Luna Artemis and Artemis. And, yeah. Artemis and Luna stay behind. And you almost work together to defeat Queen Beryl. Yeah, that's Grant's cats when he goes to space. Oh my god. Please be safe. <laughs> the girls hold hands, and through the power of the moon, they activate Sailor Teleport, which is a power they didn't know before this episode. Yeah, well, it's like a Power Rangers power. It makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, good luck, girls. Please come back to us safely, say the cats. In the manga, Endymion kidnapped Sailor Venus and took her to the D-Point, and Sailor Moon followed her there. Mm-hmm. So I guess this is kind of better? Uh, because Sailor Venus isn't kidnapped yeah, and they're Venus... doing it all together. Yeah, it gives Venus more agency. Yeah, and then the whole team gets their their moments yeah. to shine. So uh, the girls are in the Arctic. Sailor Mercury uses her computer to detect a strong evil aura coming from an obvious purple smoking crater, a la Joe Biden's asshole. That that, that joke wrote itself. We 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 weren't even trying. This was all fate. Dan so. found out, and he said, "I'm gonna sop this up." Yep. Uh, Queen Barrow uses the DD girls to finish off, the double D girls to finish off the scouts. Yeah, they're the fine vine ladies. Five vine ladies mm. who, you know. I said a group of color matching Mahojo Yoma. Yeah. Which is, which is cool because usually the ones that like, whenever they do an evil version of the team, those generally are the most powerful. So Yeah, but why did they do this now? Why not before? I, I, you want, you want my gut feeling? I mean, that's uh, why we have this podcast, Dan. I would assume they are positioned there just to guard the, the D point okay. base. Like, they, they are there to make sure mankind doesn't wander into, yeah. if I had to assume, that's yeah. what they're doing there. But it's also, Metalia's power is also spiking, because she's about to hatch, so like, <laughs> It could just be that they can make stronger Yoma now. Alright, so. so a vision of Tuxedo Mask is used to try and instare Snailer, Sailor Moon. It's not Snailer Moon. <laughs> uh, Sailor Moon cannot control herself, but obviously a monster. The five DD girls show themselves. I do like this moment because, like, Makoto's like, that's clearly a fake. And she does, like, the fake eye rolls and Ray's like, they're trying to get us. Yeah. Calm down here. But uh, Sailor Moon falls for it. And the DD girls say they don't stand a chance in the D point because this is their world. Sailor Moon falls for the same tr- trick, and Sailor Jupiter tries, as I flip the page to the next one, to shock the illusion away, seeing Matoki instead. So, you know, Sailor Jupiter's willingness to get a man mm-hmm. does her in, Dan. 
And yeah. it's the saddest moment in the series. Uh, then... Sailor Jupiter is ensnared by all five DD girls, and even with Sailor Mars and Sailor Moon on the attack, they worry about hitting Jupiter. Jupiter promises to show the DD girls what real thunder tastes like, and in a kamikaze super supreme thunder, sacrifices herself and the Yoma to hell. No, and it's an awesome moment because they're like they're trying to electroshock her yeah. in their vines. And electroshock she's like, her. Well, yeah. Uh, but they're they they Kabu Terry Evolve too. Yeah, but uh, uh Mega Kabuterimon. <laughs> Hercules Kabu Terry. It's coming. Um but but yeah, and she's like, Oh, you're gonna use electricity against me? And then Yeah. yeah. She's the best girl, Tan. Can we say that now in here in plain? I still think it's Ray, but uh, Well Ray gets another moment, but I uh, this was a crowning moment when I saw Jupiter die first. Like She's the tough one. She's yeah. supposed to protect. And she died. Well, and that's fitting that she's the first to go. Then yeah. She's the first line of defense. So Her corpse is encased in a crystal ice prison with two of the DD girls. So she takes out two, at least. Yes. Of the five. That's how strong she is and how best girl she is. Oh. This really yeah. affected me. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is when we do boo-hoo. But, oh, but, but we, like, operatic reprise yeah, of that song. Music. <laughs> uh, the other scouts rush to retrieve their friend, but Mako says to move on without her. No time for crying. Sailor Jupiter is dead. And Dan went, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Best girl. Flashback pose and tons of tears. So every time someone dies in this episode, they get a flashback pose, and it's really emotional. It is. It makes me cry. Uh, Sailor Moon says that they should just give up after the Sailor Moon says break. Yeah. The episode break. Woo! The, yeah, the, the, me, the me and Bandit commercial bumper. like uh, <laughs> It's not a good place for that, i sure. Uh, Sailor Moon says they should give up. She can't face another death of another friend. Uh, we need to give Beryl the silver crystal. Sailor Mercury, Mercury then slaps Sailor Moon saying she can't let Jupiter's death be in vain. Uh, Mercury then senses more Yoma coming and tells Venus, Mars, and Sailor Moon she will hold them off. And this is when I knew, Dan. The second best girl is going! Like, I'm not gonna die. She's lying! She's lying! <laughs> Mars and Venus are better at fighting. Ami, Ami promises she won't die. And Usagi worries and we get like a still shot, snapshot moment of yeah. them going away. And it's very sad. Uh, Ami sees a vision of Rio, her love interest. But... Uh, through the vision and using her computer, she sees this ruse. Uh, Bubbles stops some lava, but three of the D-girls arrive with the illusion of lava. Uh, Mercury sees the, through the illusion, placing the source of their power in the jewels on their head. And, the illusion power, yeah, at least, yeah. Yeah. The D- oh my god, I couldn't type during this. Could you tell I was alcoholic? <laughs> I wrote, forehez. That's not a word. <laughs> uh, she surrounds herself in a bubble spray barrier, becoming ensnared. And is burned. So I liked that the Sailor Scouts got new animations for their moves in this, too. Yeah. But she she does manage to, uh, with quick thinking, she breaks the lead D-Girl's gem using her... Her computer! Yeah. Her MacBook. Yeah. Her, her compact, whatever it is. A big sacrifice for her. Yeah. And she sees through it, and now they can no longer use illusions. Yeah. To trick the girls, I get. So, but, um... She dies, and Sailor Moon senses the death of Mercury and Ami, and she weeps. Ray cries too, because they were the first original three. Mm-hmm. Um, 
<laughs> you nodded. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's true. They all died. Then. Well, I one of us must be <laughs> objective. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Minako shoves Usagi aside and is dragged into the earth at that, saying she won't forgive Usagi if she gives up. Um. So Minako is like ensnared by like this earth vine thing. This this part is probably one of my fave scenes mm. when Venus because it's gets so this. graphic the screams yeah and I'm like is Venus gonna do it is she gonna and then she she does she's ensnared <laughs> but she pulls one of her hands free and does a the crescent beam right into the Yoma's forehead, forehead and blows it like you a know. kid show Dan <laughs> yeah but it it was something it was yeah. quite a moment. Um, but while she's doing that, the D-Girls yell that they would kill each and every one of the Sailor Guardians and kill Monaco, as she said, as Dan said, <laughs> takes out this uh, D-Girl through a crescent beam headshot. Um, Sailor Venus is then frozen and dies, R.I.P. Ray then drags Usagi onwards, and she gets real with Usagi. So, like, this is the Dan-Jonathan friendship moment. Yeah, I've always had fun arguing with you. you I, 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 it's true, it's like we could swap each other between these two. Yeah. Maybe... S- Sailor Mars wasn't my least favorite because she was me the whole time. <laughs> trying to convince Dan to go onward. Yeah. But, like, it gets really serious between it these does. two. It does. Where she's like, oh, like, she puts on the fake, like, they're never gonna kill me. I'm gonna end this quickly. Yeah. Like, you go on and I'll meet you there. You need to conserve your strength, like, go on ahead. Like, yeah. come on, they haven't, they're not gonna take me out. So. Yeah. I see where this is going, Dan, but... Immediately, almost immediately, Sailor Mars is swallowed up by the earth and appears to be dead, and Usagi is left without the pupil eyes. Yeah. Like, she's glossed over, she's done with life. But then, Rey gets another moment where she, like, internally combusts within the earth and destroys a D-girl. Yeah. And then she gets dragged up by another D-girl going, like, here's the corpse of your friend, you're next. But before she can, the D-girl can move on, she grabs her hand and goes, like, moon... Yeah. Or no, Mars no, no, fire. not yeah. done yet. And Mars then just, healing, whatever. Yeah, and then purification. Just, just you know, lights the emolates herself yeah. on a kid show. Yeah, so I they are all taken out then. Yeah, and then before Mars. Well, dies, I mean the D girls. The, yeah. the 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 you know all of the scouts have sacrificed themselves at this point to. Yeah. All the D girls are defeated, and then Mars before she dies goes. It turns out you were right about Uchirio. Usagi, I should have kissed him, but <laughs> yeah, and then dies. Um, and Usagi weeps, but is comforted by the spirited spirits of all her friends. We will always be here with you. Now go. I and Sailor Moon goes. I'm not alone. She runs on for his gum style. Yes, as Queen Beryl uh, awakens Endymion uh, with the power of Metalia, who then scowls. Yes, um, a kid show up next on SpongeBob, Dan. In our final episode. And you said, it says here that they were edited? Yeah. For... I said, obviously, in the last two episodes were highly edited in the Deke dub, you know, with all the death, self-emollying, and complete tone shift. So was it just that, oh, they're frozen? They're, like, passed out or something. Okay. They've been knocked unconscious, a la Pokemon style. Okay. Yeah. They blacked out. <laughs> yeah, they're in the shadow realm. <laughs> then we get to our final episode of the first season arc, and this episode... Episode 46, Usagi's Eternal Wish, A Brand New Life, Dan. Yes. Um, Sailor Moon arrives at the Dark Kingdom's lair, mourning her friends. Queen Beryl wants to send Sailor Moon to hell and teleports Sailor Moon to the throne room by Dark Bubble. (laughs) Dark Bubble. Uh, She's standing, so I said, Queen Beryl's doing something! Pay attention, Dan! (laughs) 
and Demion kissing Beryl on the hand is commanded to kill the princess. Sailor Moon tries a moon healing escalation to no effort. Queen Metellia has possessed Endymion. You watch out for Mart's sword tip. You can't... <laughs> can't touch that. Sailor Moon is being murdered by a black rose and tries reaching out to Mamaru. Endymion is getting violent and starts force choking Sailor Moon, to which I asked Dan, which came first, Sailor Moon or Star Wars? Well, Star Wars, but... No, you you uh, brought that up because uh, Beryl does force lightning at some point. Unlimited power, yes. Yeah, but I, I don't... I mean... The Emperor had lightning previously, if we want to go back, but, <laughs> the you know, snort, yeah. we, uh, but, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't know, I mean, if anything, probably Palpatine's, uh, Rise of Skywalker bit steals from Beryl, but mm-hmm. who knows. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, back in Japan, the sun is being consumed by darkness, and, uh, Beryl suggests to Endymion to cut off the princess's head. Once Queen Mantelia is resurrected, the world will be full of dark energy, all your friends and all your fighting is meaningless. Before the death blow is struck, Sailor Moon chucks her tiara at Endymion, ignoring the tiara magic phrase. Mm-hmm. She just does no, it out of cold blood. Because shit is serious. Yeah. yeah. Um, Endymion is in pain, trying to rebel against the dark energy. And then finally, in a poignant moment, using the music box, Sailor Moon triggers Endymion's memory. Uh, kindness still beats in your heart. He reaches out and the darkness is expelled by the music box. Flashbacks occur. Young Mamoru and Asagi. So we get like a hole where he was like, oh, I'm young. I don't remember anything. And then young Usagi shows up and goes like, I am your love. Well, yeah, after, after you know, he's remembering like his car accident or whatever, yeah. right? Or whatever, whatever happened. happened on the earth, yeah. Um, she says, I'll always be with you. And the roses are red again. Mamoru is back, baby. Queen Beryl is pissed and hurls a large dark crystal. <laughs> <laughs> at the team impaling Mamoru and she is struck in the heart by a rose at the same time thinking that she's iced in the moment but it's a classic like oh I'm defending you I'm gonna get dark crystals in my back yeah and a rose to the heart Dan that's yeah. the way I want to go and he's like is this is the power of his like how is a rose killing me is yeah. it his love yeah, but yeah and it, it could easily be that her facade and her decolletage cracks at the same time it- do I have to explain decolletage to you, Dan? Uh, you might have to. It's yeah. the the revealing point above the breastplate on a woman. Okay, okay. Well, My thank, decolletage. Yeah, thank God I never used that wrong. <laughs> I, did, I did not know that. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry I had to teach you on this, but whatever. Between that and the Joe Biden thing, you're just dropping these truth bombs. <laughs> truth bombs. On your, <laughs> almost like Joe Biden dropped a fart bomb on us. Oh. <laughs> the president will be undergoing a fucking booty exam. To determine the source of that foul I mean, fart. for 20 minutes we had a madam president, so we did. I'm fine. But the circumstance... I thought that role was going to be mine. <laughs> Jonathan Gwakowski, I mean, madam president. <laughs> it's me! I like the sound of that. <laughs> uh, where were we, Dan? Oh. Uh. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, so, Matali... I'm sorry, Beryl refuses to believe that... She is dead and sinks into the floor. In the manga, Beryl is killed by Sailor Venus when she's stabbed in the chest by the legendary sword. So Venus gets that kill in the manga. Okay, with... with uh, A legendary sword. Maybe Endemian's sword? I guess. Uh, I haven't read, but I'm okay. sure that's what it means. Uh, Mamoru asks Usagi to leave and goes back to being a normal girl, find a cool bo- boyfriend, and then he dies again. 
very sad. And it's a sweet, like, like uh, you know, Usagi's like, there's no one cooler than you, Mar- yeah. Maru. Uh, Queen Beryl begs Metalia for the energy to kill Sailor Moon. Metalia grants her wish, and in the manga, Metalia never merges with Beryl, but with Endymion, and only temporary until he was injured by Sailor Moon. So she kind of takes the form of Sailor Moon's lover during that, too. Okay. So it's a... Uh... You know, a, a dichotic kind of situation going on. Could I kill my lover even though he's possessed by my enemy? Yeah. Um, the Eldritch power is released. Sailor Moon cannot kiss Mamoru. She's saddened by her friend's unfulfilled wishes, and she still has something to do. On the Arctic Tundra, a giant woman, Metalia, possessed by Queen Beryl, emerges and Sailor oh, Moon struts forward. Queen Beryl possessed by Metalia. Yeah, but it's a giant woman, man. It is? <laughs> yeah. A uh, dark energy blast is deflected by Sailor Moon, now awakening to her powers as Princess Serenity. In the manga, the Moonstick transforms into a staff. I don't know if that makes any difference. Which would have been cool, but it's yeah. not. It doesn't. Eh, it doesn't change the fine. impact. It, I mean, it's I a guess... little like buy it now. Yeah, I yeah. would have liked a staff more, but yeah. sure. I I don't. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't detract from the. I scene mean, it or makes anything. my white mage inner self cheer for a staff. Of man. course, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll heal, but I'll be petty about it mm. at the same time. Oh, not good enough at battle, are you, Dan? <laughs> Kuraga. <laughs> Again, we we we're gonna put together a soundboard for your favorite. Yeah, uh, where games. I say Kuraga. <laughs> Kuraga. Yeah, your iconic. Where quote. I pull the Kingdom Hearts air. <laughs> Thyra. Yeah. Mm. But no, but it would also be uh yeah. oh god, beautiful and um our other all of our other things. Uh, yeah, pleasing. <laughs> in Japan, the apocalypse is happening. Luna tries to rush the D point in tears. She doesn't want Usagi to die like Queen Serenity, and she says, Don't release the power of the silver crystal. Artemis is like, What's gonna happen is gonna happen. Yeah. Calm down, B. But Luna does care about her her ward. Yeah. She's and it's, had this it's whole again, story. Very, you know, again, high emotion moments. Yeah. And, you know, we see that Luna is clearly torn up about this. And so. then, as Princess Serenity is fighting Queen Barrow, we get the moment, Dan. I put down in all caps, come on, theme song, a confrontation between light and dark. It's, yeah, it's a good beam of war. Right. Yeah. Uh, Princess Serenity uses a moon healing escalation to push back Metalia's energy. She has faith, and just as she is being consumed by the darkness a la Kingdom Hearts, the spirits of her inner senshi friends and their love arrive to help prince- the princess. So, like, they get the ghostly, like, we're here for you, Dan. Yeah, the the Goku and Gohan yeah. Kamehameha moments. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Endymion and Mamoru survive in the manga, and Usagi and Princess Serenity defeat Metalia and become Princess Serenity. So, okay. I think Mamoru doesn't die in the manga as well. Okay. Um, those two survive. Uh, all their powers combined vaporizes the Dark Queen, and all else, including Sailor Moon and Demion and the Sailor Scouts, are consumed by this dark energy, which is very traumatic. Yeah, it's like a... An all-encompassing blast. It's like, it's like a, se- it literally is a second impact. It's yes. the Arctic blowing up. Yeah. <laughs> and you gotta think if someone's just there, like... Holy shit. <laughs> and all while this is going on, there's some life-themed poetry by Usagi stating in the end, I wish I can go back to being a normal girl. Apparently, this is all that the Silver Moon Crystal needed because it grants a miracle. And we open, like, cold open. It fades to black, and then we're back in Usagi's house. Yes. Um, where she wakes up and runs to school, a normal girl. Maka runs past her in the street with a, a slab of toast in her mouth. <laughs> So everyone's here. Luna and Artemis retain their memories. We see that Rey is still at the temple. 
All the girls have been reincarnated without their memories. Ami is top of the class. Uh, the Senshi and Mamoru in the manga never lose their memories after the battle. Mamoru loses his sight, but is recovered after Sailor Moon defeated Metalia. So, just an interesting spread in the, mon- yeah. the manga. It doesn't... It ends, like, more fairy tale esque where, like, the original tale of Rapunzel was, like, he lost his sight, but the tears healed him. Okay. I, okay. I, I mean, hate to throw in an old classic Brothers Grimm fairy tale in here, but... Yeah. I mean, I know it's stupid. I know that it's probably a detail that doesn't need to be in there, but I am happy that they have the cats confirmed yeah, that, like, what's this going just on. happened. Yeah. Because, again, this is completely subjective. This is completely, you know, a, a thing that I like. But if, I, I, you know, if you're going by, like, a Dragon Ball wish-granting rule or a Madoka reality rewrite, mm. I obviously prefer the... Well, good, because I'm yeah. going to ask a long yeah. question about this. So you prefer what? The Dragon Ball wish granting. So this. Yeah. Like, oh. where it is solidly the same reality, but mm-hmm. it's been, like, given a, a new, new cycle. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. It uh, makes it less uh, sad, I guess. Yeah. Some, yeah. So that's what I, yeah. I guess. Uh, Minoko catches a bus and another chance for them to become friends again, say the cat. Uh, Ami is the top of the class. Usagi throws a paper and hits Mamoru again. Same bunhead conversation that we've seen early on in the series. Naru jokes that Usagi might have been her, uh, might have just met her soulmate, and Usagi has a dream of a guy, and we end. Well, she, season yeah, one. she has a dream guy now. Yeah, uh, but we end season one, and what will happen next in a few months or so? Who knows? We've got five more seasons to go in mm. Sailor Moon. This will be the long watch, but. Any final thoughts on the first season? What did you think? What did you experience? Anything you would have changed, Dan? Um, I loved it. I, uh, you know, it uh, goes without saying. I thoroughly enjoyed this. Mm. Um, I, I guess one observation, and this is this is someone who experienced Sailor like this. This was my main go through of Sailor Moon here, and then. You know, everything I knew about it beforehand was... Just hearsay in the modern media. Yeah, like loose tropes and then memes that you sent me. Yes. Um, But I was actually surprised that Tuxedo Mask had a whole background to him. Mm. From from the outside looking in, especially with the way that, like, people joke about this show, Tuxedo Mask just seems like a rant, like, like some vigilante dude mm. who is just there, but I never would have guessed that he has this whole intertwined fate plot, you know, where he had, like, like some kind of head injury, might have jogged his previous life yeah. memories, and he had to live with the burden of that for a while, and then he's compelled to protect this girl and not understand what, like, I, I ended up being pretty fascinated by his whole plot. And I, going from the beginning, I wouldn't have expected, oh, Tuxedo Mask actually has a lot of stuff going on. Mm. Um, but no, I like it. Uh, obviously, Fave Sailor is still Rey. All right. Because she deals with ghosts and fire. Uh, two faves of mine. Um, and I don't, I can't think of outright any, any changes. I mean, I, w- I guess well, I would have, like... You enjoyed it, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I mean, this is like the more the classic Dan Mahojo Shoujo. It is. I, I think you would have felt that. If you had to rank them with... I mean, we've done three pillars of the Mahojo Shoujo genre. Mm-hmm. Between Utena, Madoka, and this. How would you rank them? I know. Heavy-hitting questions. Uh, your uh, father was a, a herder of Savannah Barbara. 
I I enjoyed Sailor Moon the most so far, right. but I'm going to be thinking about Utena for a longer time. All right, because I would place it Utena Madoka Sailor Moon, but okay. I could see how Sailor Moon might be your favorite. Like they like I'm going to without Sailor Moon, we wouldn't have these other two. Yeah, and, and I mean that's just because it it it. it, it teases at that same, you know, like, the, the same kind of vibes that Saint Seiya gives me that I enjoy it for, and, and you know, Power Rangers, like, all of the, the things that it reminds me of, like, Super Sentai and Power Rangers, I put it on top. Utna's story will stay with me for a long time. That's a thinker. Yeah. I'm going to be going back and reflecting on that. I also feel it's... like with Utna, we watched almost the entire series. Yes. Which is interesting. I mean, Madoka we did with the movies, but... And Madoka, I thought it was visually beautiful. Stunning. Like, I... Like, it's not... It's probably not... I wouldn't have stumbled across it without you, so it's not like... Well, with the new movie coming, baby... Yeah. (laughs) We'll be resuming. Because I don't want to say that I'm not into the trippy shit, because obviously we're going to be doing... We both love Evangelion, and we're going to... And maybe there's a reason why one sticks and one, like, to me... uh, But it's kind of like, um... Yeah, I mean, I I would say that that it's not like a blowout by any stretch, Mm. but I, I thought Madoka was probably the most visually interesting, and then, you know... Utna's a thinker, mm-hmm. but Sailor Moon's probably the favorite. A feeler. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I see that for you. I would have predicted that for you. <laughs> um, I agree in terms. I'm glad you experienced this rewatch with me. I think that me, especially going into the later seasons, which I haven't seen in a, a moonfall mm-hmm. um, down the line, because this will return. I'll definitely buy the Blu-rays mm-hmm. and give you the whole Sailor Moon experience because it's the longevity like, will it hold up? What will change in this? Yeah. Um, but it's been interesting watching this first season with you. And, okay. you Thank know, you. I would have it no other way. Oh, happy to do it. Yeah. Uh, again, we're covering, a, it's a classic pillar of anime here. A so. classic classic. It is. Yeah. Yeah. That's also going to be in the soundboard. So. <laughs> a classic classic. Yeah. Um, so with that, Dan, I guess we could sign off. This is a normal length episode. We're an hour 40 minutes or so. Which is perfect. Just ten minutes longer. We mm-hmm. finished it. Where can our audience find us on social media before you give a tease? Uh, you can find me at King underscore Danis on Instagram, as well as our adjacent Anime Was Not a Mistake podcast account and our Facebook page. Alright, and you can find me, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, at Losing My Mind JK on Instagram and TikTok. Yes, I looked it up today. <laughs> I look at my own TikTok. And you can find me at Drink and Read JK on Twitter and my other podcast, Drink and Read JK. We're, we're prepping for something really wormtastic for y'all. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can, of course, follow my other podcast, Nightcaps at the Theater, where we take some movies and we get a little Jersey drunk watching them. Yes. If you like this uh, format that we do. But Dan, you know, we've got a few weeks before Christmas, the holidays. Yes. Etc. What are we watching next? Well, uh, with the next uh, couple, like month or so in mind... We are going to be, uh, you know, things might be hectic. We got big events coming, mm. um, which I think will probably get the lion's share of our energy. You've already, you've already expended your, your Moon Queen Serene energy oh into making Moon Queen Celine Bean Machine into prepping those episodes. I'm sure, but you know, uh, so I, I didn't want to necessarily dive into anything uh, that would get 
you know, broken up by our Christmas extravaganzas, Mm -hmm. plural. Um, But I figured the best thing to do would be to return to a classic and, uh, you know, that I hope our audience has been looking forward to us covering again. Um, We're going to rejoin Domon Kashu. Uh, because the, you know, Gundam Fight Finals have finally started in Neo Hong Kong. Uh, when we last left Domon, he had, uh, narrowly escaped the clutches of his, of Master Asia. It's been a long time, but I remember. He was accosted by four beasts, the yes. four heavenly kings, these yes. mysterious, uh, you know, uh, animal-shaped Gundams of mm-hmm. unknown origin, uh, that are seemingly at the tournament grounds with him. He arrived just in time, just before the uh, Pokemon League clock yes. would have uh, made it illegal yeah. for him to participate. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but he did make it, and so the finals can begin. Mm. Um, we will finally be resuming Mobile Fighter, or, or yeah, Mobile Fighter G Gundam. Well, I'll have a stinky fart prepared. Well, uh, <laughs> the main thing you're going to have to ask is, as always, we'll ask: Was anime a mistake? And why did it have to be snakes? We'll see you then. Here at Anime Was Not a Mistake, we have one mission. Whether you be a magical girl, a giant fighting robot, a raccoon, or just a fan of podcasts in general, we hope to one day arrive at a definitive answer to the following question. Is anime a mistake? While we obviously don't think so, there's no harm in expanding our weeb horizons now, is there? As of late, our humble little show is devoted to the analysis and discussion of movies, series, and episodes that show off that powerful art that is animation. However, none of this would be possible without listeners like you. If you like what you hear on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and more, then why not support us on Instagram at Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast, or on Facebook at Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod. We promise to go happies on the sake with you. Join us, won't you? This time and the next. And with that, Dan and I leave you with a to-be-continued as the chill anime beats play. Sayonara. Sayonara.